0: Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you.
1: Hey, Jordan Jesse Go listeners. It's Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. This week's Jordan Jesse Go was recorded on the road at the Summer Boys of Summer Tour. We are bringing you all the podcasting that's fit to podcast from that tour. We'll have on this episode talk from Portland, Oregon with Bill Oakley, the legendary Simpsons writer, uh, among many other credits, and Siren Reina, the legendary (laughs) erotic hypnotist. Uh, I don't know if she has other credits, but uh, she's a big deal in erotic hypnotism circles, I bet. Uh, Also, we've got a show from New York with the great Ted Leo and Manolo Moreno from Dr. Game Show. That's a lot of fun. And from Boston, Massachusetts with Stuart Wellington and Lamont Price, plus some music from Ted uh, from that New York show. Hey, by the way, if you like that Boston segment of this show, that entire program is on the Maximum Fun YouTube channel now. It looks gorgeous. They've got a whole... Professional camera setup in that venue in Boston that we played, uh, and they put that video together for us. So we put it up there for you for free. There's lots of stuff in that video that is not and
2: will not be on the podcast. Anyway, let's go to the stage. Uh, hey, this is stop number four on the Summer Boys of Summer Tour. Oh, yeah. And I think it's probably just fair to let you know kind of what's been going on on the other stops because it is a competition. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You guys don't want to get beat by fucking Seattle, do you? Yeah, it's so similar, so we hate it. (laughs) Boo! (laughs) There's similar weather in
1: stores. (laughs) Uh, Sometimes we forget which one we live
3: in.
2: (laughs) Uh, so uh, Minneapolis, hard to beat. Minneapolis was a lot of fun. Uh, you know sometimes how, like, w- at a performance when there's a bar, like somebody will run like beers or shots up to the performers. Uh, a dude from Minneapolis went next door uh, and bought us blizzards from Dairy Queen. <laughs> like po pow, Minneapolis. So <laughs> beat that is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> And uh, we mentioned Jordan. Jordan, somebody was he, Jordan
1: said that maybe he should uh, have somebody go get blizzards. Somebody
2: was like, "What kind?" And Jordan was like, "Any kind." And I was like, "Butterfinger." Dude delivered. So it's McFlurries or nothing. Yeah. Uh, and w- during the Minneapolis show, uh, the uh, the concept of summer reading programs came up. Yeah, that's the kind of show you're in for. Uh, yeah, we're about to drop the hammer later. So summer reading progr- summer reading programs came up, and a woman in the front row dabbed, <laughs> and, and it it really derailed things. <laughs> I had to ask her why did why did you dab when that came up? Do you run a summer reading program? And she's like, No, my mom does. <laughs> but like respect to your parents, you yes, know. absolutely. Yeah. Um, so yeah, on uh, at the Chicago show, someone proposed during momentous occasions. The so answer was
1: no. No.
2: <laughs> <laughs> they said yes. They but said the, yes. they said no, and then dabbed. It was pretty <laughs> funny. <laughs> so We all kind of liked it. Uh, yeah. So you know, if anybody wants to get up during momentous occasions and pop the question, uh, you know, to a significant other you're not ready to propose to. No. Uh, tonight's the night. Uh, so yeah that's kind of what and then Seattle just talked shit about you the whole time Yeah, they were like, oh, you're going to Portland next? Mm -hmm. That's very slightly different from our city. (laughs) Uh, Hey, let's introduce our first guest, why don't we? Yeah,
1: let's. Uh, You know him as a legend of comedy writing, having written for uh, The Simpsons, Portlandia, and many others. You also know him as a superstar of Instagram fast food criticism. Please welcome to the stage Portland's own Bill Oakley.
2: Bill, I, I, am a, uh, I am a Simpsons mega fan. I tried not to, you know spooge out too hard in the green room. Uh, As people definitely say. Yeah. We all say spooge out, right? Uh, I wanted to know, and I am a big consumer of not just episodes of The Simpsons, but I also love Simpsons memes. Yeah. How do you
4: feel about them? Or is it something that you consume? I like them a lot. You know, I don't have... I'd say I have no problem with The Simpsons and Beams. Okay. <laughs> okay. No, I, I mean, there's certain ones that I love. Like, um, well, I like the steamed hams ones because I wrote the Steam hams segment, of course. Um, get, get up! Yeah. yeah. I don't receive any money for the memes, you know.
3: <laughs> <That> <laughs> you don't Get to... up! standing.
4: Up! <laughs> you don't have to pay to make a meme? I love, you know, but really, honestly, my favorite one is the dud. If oh, the, right! You yes. Know, you know, if, if uh, yeah. uh, yes, I'll explain it. In, in in this episode called Summer of Four Foot Two, there was a scene where they, uh, where uh, Homer and Marge play this old vintage board game, Mystery Date, with Bart and Milhouse. And uh, Milhouse draws the card, or the, um, well, Marge draws, uh, Homer draws the card where he opens the mystery date door and it's the dud who is the character that you have to go on a date with who sucks and it looks just like Milhouse. And he, he, says, he says, hey, oh, Marge says, you got the dud and he goes, hey, it looks just like you, Poindexter. He points at Milhouse. But Homer smiles in this crazy, creepy way that has never been animated before or since on The Simpsons where he has this really slow smile that's kind of, kind of like cropping up. And, and so someone... Well, many people uh, have, have remixed this, like they do with these Simpsons memes, into these really bizarre and sometimes nightmarish scenes where, um, for instance, any time someone opens a door, there is um, a dud, like a, a reconditioned dud, like Homer with a dud head or whatever, and the person who's opened the door has that smile pasted on their face. And, so, um, and then the, the best thing, really, on all of the Internet with this is a supercut of the dud which is on youtube it's like 80 of these pasted together with that creepy music from a clockwork orange
3: <laughs> <laughs>
4: so uh, anyway that's really
1: the end all be all of memes as far as i'm concerned yeah it is a dramatically different way to consume the simpsons i mean jordan and i have been through through the first 3 great simpsons eras which i would say watching it on television as a 10 year old uh, t- tough to top that Watching it on reruns on UHF through your entire adolescence, that's also really great. More recently, the Everything is Available Digitally version. But the Let's Chop It Into Tiny Pieces and Make It Crazy as Shit,
2: (laughs) that's something that only today's 17-year-olds really... Um, But, yes, I also want to know about your new career as an
4: Instagram food critic. (laughs) If you mean career, a job that pays nothing, (laughs) takes a lot of time, then that's what this is. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, compulsive hobby is what we could also say. So, no, I mean, like I... uh, I have a lot of opinions about fast food, and eventually my family got tired of hearing them. So I I turned to the Internet and started putting them on there. Um, And for the past, a little more than a year now, I've been posting uh, one or two a week, usually, little um, reviews of new fast food items. They're little videos. They're uh, attempts at being funny. Sometimes they actually are funny. Uh, As well as on Instagram stories, I post almost daily stuff that people send me from all over the world. And that's actually... One of the things I really like about it too is that people from Japan or Germany or the UK send me like photos and video reviews of like the weird new items that Japanese McDonald's has launched that week. So um, it's kind of like a clearinghouse for. So people a- are mailing you McDonald's items from Japan? Well, they don't mail me the food, it's just the photographs <laughs> of it. Oh, okay. <laughs> But yeah no, they people do that all the time, and i, I get uh, a couple of them a day from all over the world so it, it's fun, for those people who are interested in it's not just fast food it's also kind of like someone described it as the norm core food movement <laughs> that I am the leader of it's like frozen pizzas and all sorts of junk like that, you know the kind of stuff that 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 uh people like me eat, I guess. Was that your <laughs> was that your uh, the
1: food that you had as a child is it a romantic association with uh, or a nostalgic association for you? Oh yeah,
4: totally. I mean, that's like well, I didn't we didn't get to go to McDonald's when I was little, there weren't McDonald's everywhere and we lived out in the country and the nearest one was like 90 miles away. So it was a huge treat for me to go to McDonald's and it was also like a huge treat to have like a frozen pizza or something like that. So definitely the deprivations that I suffered as a child have made me overcompensate, same with video games to be honest. I didn't have those in now I overcompensate as well. A
2: church, a church.
4: Do, you, do you sometimes
2: like just play Bioshock and
4: eat a Stouffer's frozen pizza and think about how you've made it? Yeah, totally. <laughs> Except it's a Wild Mike's frozen pizza and I'm playing Red Dead Redemption too Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry I made that error. <laughs> it's, very, it's okay. It can be forgiven. It's very close. Thank
2: you, thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's kind of an interesting... It's such, such an interesting thing to take up being from... Portland, because uh, Portland is very particular about its food. It's very yeah. passionate about its food. We have been here for—I I, would—I mean, we got in from Seattle, so we've been here for four hours, and I've already had five different conversations about where you can get the best bone marrow. Yeah. <laughs> it is. I mean, so do you, do you feel that maybe Portland is a, a, aggressive toward the uh, lionization of frozen pizzas, or do you feel welcomed?
4: <laughs> I. I this is not the best place in the world to be reviewing fast food because, like, we, like, Portland in general doesn't really like fast food. I often have to drive to Hillsboro or to Walton <laughs> to find it. Um, and, and we also, you know, we have tons of great facsimiles of fast food here, like, as I've told you four times since you arrived, the steam burger at Kennard, which is the, their approximation of, of the White Castle burger, which is spectacular, the burgers at Burger Stevens, which are like the In-N-Out burgers times... Two or three or four. Um, so, like, we have tons of delicious food here. And, but, um, in general, the fast food chains aren't really aren't really here. Do you ever fantasize about living in one of those cities in where Texas they- or Florida? Yes, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so, your dream is just to pack up your PS4, some move to Houston. S- some dude sent me a itinerary for going to Oklahoma City where uh, he was like here are 14 fast food restaurants you could visit that you've never been to that are within driving distance of the airport you can come for one day and eat at 14 places and I was it's very tempting I have to say I like the Building. idea I like the idea that your you know your assistant has one day a week
1: blocked out to take pitches and it's pitches for cities you should visit <laughs> with the maximum number of fast food chains you've never eaten uh, like, like, like when totally right. cities are pitching the Olympics.
2: <laughs> Bill, the intensity when you were describing the fast food crawl that you want to do, it, it reminds me of like when you
4: get drunk with a friend and you talk about the craziest sexual thing you've ever done. <laughs> I'm glad, I, and I hope it comes through to the audience at home that my passion for the... you know, it's like, yes, I can talk about The Simpsons as long as you want, but when fast food comes up, then you feel the passion. Yeah. <laughs> Do you like get sweaty when fast food things
1: are in the zeitgeist? Like, you know, what a burger was tr- trending on Twitter the other day, or uh, when there's a, a new a menu item everyone's talking S- about. Sweaty
4: in a good way or a bad way? <laughs> a little of both. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I mean, like, to be honest, I'm a little. Both the Washington Post and the L.A. Times have been kind of creeping in on this. With like, They're doing a lot of like, video fast food reviews these days, and I'm like, guys, you're the Washington Post. You know, <laughs> let, me stay, let me do the fast food reviews. And, and, but no, they got these, like, like these... It was really a big deal when McDonald's launched this new menu like, last week of these worldwide favorite items, and everybody was... Every outlet up to and including Washington Post and your L.A. Times was doing all these reviews of them. But fortunately, I beat them all to it because I reviewed it about 15 seconds after it came out from my car live from my driveway. (laughs) So it was definitely one of those things where I got a scoop on those other people. And um, that was just kind of a a kismet because for some reason they had it on the menu early here in Portland. Yeah, no, he's not going to tell you who Deep Throat is. (laughs) Is
2: and now if I mean if, if there's a you know a, a foodie in the audience or a foodie listening who like is one of those like I don't eat fast food people, and you want to push them
4: toward one or two menu items that might change their mind, what what would it be? It would depend on where they lived because some fast food places are not like obviously every many people know that In and Out Burger has what is considered the best burger in fast food, uh, so like but those are only in certain regions. Um, as far as like. Honestly, I would say if, if you're anywhere in the nation, I would say you really should try the McDonald's, their Fresh Beef McDonald's Quarter Pounder that they launched about a year ago, which is not the same old frozen hockey pucks they've been selling since the 70s. It's Fresh Beef, and it easily rivals all the best major fast food chain burgers.
2: Okay, okay. Yeah. Some, some <laughs> applause for the quarter pounder. I know.
4: It's hard to, it's hard to get people excited about this multi-million dollar, billion dollar corporation. But <laughs> but, but I would say is, it's extremely convenient. Right. <laughs> Portland's like, put a little kimchi on it and we'll talk. <laughs> Bill, what about in the, our grocer's freezer aisle? <laughs> what, what are the things that we should be looking at there? You know, those are also tricky because many of them appear to be kind of like... Um, Artisanal, but then they're owned by Nestle or something like that. Uh, specifically, I'm talking about the I- Outsiders Pizza Company frozen pizzas. Have you guys ever seen those? No, uh uh-uh. uh. Okay, so like this, it's ten, again, it's probably owned by Nestle and they probably do a lot of evil stuff, but their frozen pizzas are pretty good. <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs>
3: okay, so
4: o- Outsiders has, has, a, has a couple different Detroit style pizzas. Um, they also have like this uh, brick oven, ta- Milwaukee style tavern pizza and stuff. It's more for like pizza buffs, but I really <laughs> like those. Pizza buffs who are buying their pizza in their grocer's freezer aisle. And trying to bring a,
2: a, a little class to the frozen pizza aisle. Yes. And then warming <laughs> it up in a wood burning oven. Yeah. <laughs> how, how was it intended to be? How they do it in New York,
4: baby. <laughs> and also, I will say the air fryer. Now, anyone okay. who follows me on Twitter is pretty sick of hearing about this, but <laughs> there's this thing called the air fryer, which many of you probably haven't heard of, that was invented about two years ago, that is basically better than the microwave oven for people who like to eat kind of fast, crappy food. Okay. It's, like, right?
1: it's sort of like a, it's like a super convection oven, right? Yes,
4: and it, it makes anything that you would normally think about, like you want to deep fry, or you'd want to like, the kind of stuff that you put in the oven, and it's disappointing because it's not crispy or whatever, like pizza rolls, Totina's pizza rolls, sure. bagel bites, whatever, stuff like that. In the air fryer, it's dynamite. Okay, it is totally. And like hot pockets, people have been eating hot pockets. <laughs> people, I'm totally serious about this. God damn it! <laughs> Let me say that <laughs> I feel like Don F. Kennedy up here. But, but, uh, hold on, Brian, but, Brian. Can we swell the music? <laughs> people have been microwaving hot pockets for 25 years and eating them, and they've been kind of sucky. But we've all been eating them anyway. If you put them in the air fryer, they like the pastry that came from a bakery it's freaking amazing and like they, they go from a 4.2 to like a 9.0 depending on the variety <laughs> and it, you will be stunned and then there's also this other crud that you've been, been kind of suffering along with since the 80s like Totina's Pizza Rolls Bagel Bites all that stuff it all comes up 30-40% uh, you know comes up from a 3.8 to a eight point two. there you go <laughs> wow and, uh, in an you air that fryer down to the and decimal. an air fryer is like 50 bucks like, you know, my daughter bought me the air fryer for Christmas. I'd never heard of the thing. But now it's my favorite way to cook convenience food.
2: God bless America <laughs> and all the ships at sea. Hot Pockets can be an 8.2. <laughs> uh, wow.
1: Wow. That was very exciting. Should we bring our other guest on?
2: I would love to.
1: <laughs> so, some time ago, in the Momentous Occasions portion of our program, uh, a listener called, called in. No, it was for the Coliseum, oh, actually. yeah, sure. Uh, Jordan had asked uh, how many of our listeners had worn a costume on a date that wasn't on Halloween. And uh, we just assumed that most of it, most of them would be like, uh, you know, the Ren, or yeah, Ren like Fair. That. or something like that.
2: Yeah, Ren Fair, like a Comic-Con, something like that.
1: Uh, it turned out that there was uh, another type of person who called. They called and said, I'm not sure if this counts as a costume. But in the erotic hypnosis community, we like to wear sequins and other dazzling clothing. <laughs> and uh, we naturally, as anyone would, became completely fixated on the idea yeah. of what's going on in the erotic hypnosis community, because why wouldn't you?
2: Yeah, and we, and we were just racking our brains, needing more information, and then we thought, hey, we're coming to Portland. <laughs> uh, and Brian, Sunny D. Fernandez, uh, always the creative Googler, uh, found us our next guest, yeah,
1: she is one of the world's yeah. premier... I think we can claim that, right? <laughs> sure. <laughs> She's got to be at least top 100. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I was one of the top 100 baseball players in, in the world, I'd be really great at baseball, right? Yes. One of the world's, <laughs> one of the world's premier erotic hypnotists, Portland's own Siren reina.
2: Hey, Reina, how are you?
6: Wonderful. How are you? I'm what's your fa-
2: what's your favorite McDonald's menu item?
6: <laughs> I am so highly suggestible because of my job that like now I'm just craving burgers nonstop. <laughs> like after this, I want like a pizza burger. That's what I want.
1: Wait, is that just because when you are a hypnotist, uh, it's like being a massage therapist, where hypnotists are always hypnotizing each other as a favor. Yes.
6: <laughs> You're not wrong. You uh, there's a we have a saying that says you go first. So like I'm usually in it before you are. So welcome to my world.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: um. So uh. So the 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 caller the caller that started all of this mm-hmm. talked about how the the clothing the dazzling clothing was used in hypnosis. Yes. Uh. You know. Uh. The the feel the sound. Uh. How. How, how does that line up with your experience?
6: Um, I actually have had uh, a fair amount of subs who have called in or who have asked me to do video sessions with them where I wear something sequiny uh, and have pulled them into uh, – it's a point of fixation, right? So it's uh, finding something shimmery to stare at. and Sort of like the,
1: the pocket watch. In, uh, yes. The swinging pocket so watch. Imagine in if you're wearing that
6: from head to toe. And it's just all of a sudden your body is the point of fixation, right? And so they, they do have um, a large interest in that community towards things that are shimmery, shiny. And I have now acquired way more sequined outfits than I have ever had in my lifetime or would <laughs> ever wear again.
1: I like to imagine that all your hypnosis <laughs> sessions are basically like a Vegas Cher concert. <laughs> like 12 changes.
6: I mean, I, you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish I could say that's not true. I, uh, there's, one, there's one person in particular who I engage with a lot who the big point of fascination for them is the fact that they'll go out for a smoke break and they come back and them in something new. And I'm just like, what in my closet have I not worn? Hide the tag. Because it's been, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like... Have you thought
2: about just like you know, one day, you know, sequence goes out for a smoke break and he comes back and Ghostbusters.
6: <laughs> <laughs> I have call. a head to toe blue outfit. Okay. Like the the ones that cover your face and everything. You oh, um, wow. usually use for like turning people into furniture. And I have it's serious- a traditional use, yes. <laughs> as, as you do. <laughs> it's, it's literally hanging in my coat closet, which is amusing when people come over and they open my coat closet and it's like, here's this blue outfit. What's this for? I'm like, I don't know. Um,
2: <laughs> talk more about turning people into furniture, please. I think we maybe ran by that a little too quick.
6: I just assumed you knew. <laughs> My bad.
2: Well, I know, but maybe the audience. Sure. Oh, that's, know. Fair, that's fair. I'm open-minded.
6: Fair. Um, yeah, turning people into furniture. So oftentimes, there's a kink uh, around the idea of being objectified to a point of being a lamp, right? So we'll right (laughs) yeah it's a thing and so we'll stick a lampshade on a person's head and give them um one of the light bulbs that you get from that have the oh what are they the hanging the pendant lights right that you can get at like ikea and you just make them hold it or you stick it in their mouth and then you sit there and you read (laughs) yeah that's it (laughs) that's the job
2: so it's interesting you mentioned you have a lot of subs uh, mm-hmm. Bill has also had a lot of subs.
6: <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. Thank you.
2: I think that was a good time to say that. Um, to, now you you do have people who 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 do things for yeah, you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like what, for instance?
6: Um so I mean there's a lot of things. I work in the world of dominatrix as well as erotic hypnosis and financial dominatrix which is a subset of domination in general. Um I have everything from I get I for a while there was getting weekly or monthly shipments of wine to my house. I have people who have showed up and cleaned my house. Um I have had people show up and be furniture um, I have not to gesture to you to indicate anything <laughs> at all there.
2: I'm proud. <laughs> I have been an Ottoman. Damn it. It gave me a boner. And I'm not ashamed. For
6: too long, bias against duvet Americans. Yes. Can you get someone Can to... I turn you into a dishwasher? I mean, it's more functional than an Ottoman.
2: <laughs> Sorry, not my thing. Oh, of
6: course. I'm all an right. Ottoman your guy. Kink is, your kink is not my kink. I accept yeah. that.
2: Can you get someone to drive us to the airport tomorrow?
6: <laughs> Possibly, yeah, actually. <laughs> um, I, yeah. <laughs> Which one of you? I, know there's a sh- I saw a shiny necklace, actually, in the back. There was, a, there was a beautiful woman who was walking in and out of the back door, and she has this really pretty shiny uh, pendant around her neck. Caught my attention. Job, what, ha- what is, job hazard. What is,
1: your of, what is your instrument of choice for uh, my voice. point of focus?
6: Oh, for point of focus? Voice. Imagination. I watched one
1: of your videos on uh, YouTube, and it had
6: that (laughs) Uh, twirling thing. Spiral. The spiral is a very common one. So spiraling, any any of the point of fixations. The humorous part to me has been. That when I learned about... Wait,
1: hold on. The humorous part to you is that you're an erotic hypnotist. (laughs) I mean,
6: (laughs) the list of humor I have is a mile long. But um, no, it's when I first started, they were talking about point point of fixation. And they brought into my classroom, not even joking, uh, a spiral on a stick. And then they pointed it at us like this and then spun it. And I'm like, it's a spiral. And... And then I got into erotic hypnosis and found out that that is a huge trigger um, as a point of fixation. And then it got even bigger to where uh, women will talk about titnosis. Go on. Focusing <laughs> focusing on my breasts until you're in a state of hypnosis, which is pretty amazing, right? Because we kind of just do that by default. We focus on something we like and then fall deep down the rabbit hole. And so, yeah, footnosis. Focusing on feet sure. until you're in a state of hypnosis. You uh, can pinpoint anything, anything at all.
1: How do you like hang up a shingle <laughs> in this field? Like, what do you, do you go to, uh, to a hypnotist's mixer and <laughs> <laughs> say, anybody horny?
3: God. It's,
6: <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. Um, I started out by jumping into a world of actually BDSM first. I went to a uh, dominatrix tea party where I thought I was going to be eaten alive. My
2: favorite ride at Disneyland, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
6: Darling, it's everyone's favorite ride. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I started out there, and then I ended up, actually, by luck of chance, uh, a best friend of mine ended up dating a dominatrix, uh, who ended up with a friend who's a financial dominatrix who lives here in Portland. She's been in the industry for 15 years. And I went to her, and I was like, hey, I do hypnosis. Is this a thing I could combine with that? She's like, God, yeah. I was like, all right, well, let's do that. She's like, good luck. <laughs> I was like, um, Twitter? <laughs> now, you um, were saying uh,
2: backstage that you, uh, you also have improv comedy training. Yeah. Uh, that enters into it. Is that a helpful thing to have at your disposal? Are we erotic?
6: Yeah, you're erotic. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yes, and Are we erotic?
6: <laughs> I don't know. Like, um, I get a lot of interesting requests because it's erotic hypnosis. So, um, there's a lot of transformation that takes place.
1: Examples? Um,
6: well, furniture. Without, uh, so without without shaming of any kind. But it's like turn me into a cat, turn me into a dog, turn me into a statue, turn me into a Smurf. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I got a response. Sure. Um, Turned my, me into a
2: snork? <laughs> yeah.
6: Uh, turn, uh, like I, I've had an array of things that have come in. I've had some that I felt are unsafe, and I have to monitor that. But then I was uh, telling you backstage that there was an instance where I was in London, and I was working in a dungeon, and I was doing more domination than I was doing erotic hypnosis in that situation. And the person and I had had conversed about the potential of using a a Box that goes around the head that locks down so you can't see, can't use your head, can't touch your face. Um, and I thought this was available to me at my disposal. And then I Someone got left.
2: Already checked it out.
6: Uh, <laughs> might have been downstairs with the other dom. She might have had it. Uh, There's a you very good sign chance. Out. You gotta
2: sign them out. It's like a,
6: it's like a kickball like on the card. playground. There's <laughs> a library card at the end, but you check it out with gloves because you're never yeah. sure. Like, but so I didn't have what I needed available. And so I'm scrambling around trying to find something. And what I end up finding is this box that kind of looks like a head would go in it. And so I'm like, hey, put your head in here. I'm going to tie it to this post. You're going to do this thing. And later on, I'm like, that's totally the thing that a bedpan goes in. <laughs> uh uh-huh.
2: <laughs> So, uh,
6: improv! I think
2: I can safely say this is between the two of you, this has been our sexiest get
0: segment.
1: <laughs> <laughs> We're taking a quick break from Jordan, Jesse, Go, and the Summer Boys of Summer Tour to tell you that we have our final show. In the Summer Boys of Summer Tour coming up at Angel City Brewery in Los Angeles on July 24th. We will be joined by our friends, the Doughboys, Mike Mitchell and Nick Weiger, as well as the great Allie Gertz from Everything's Coming Up Simpsons. She'll be playing some of her hilarious songs. Plus, our openers will be Story Break, an awesome podcast from the MaxFun Network made by the folks at Rocket Jump. YouTube legends, podcast, relative newbies, but they are super hilarious, really fun gang of dudes. Uh, They basically take anything uh, from the Burger King Kids Club to, uh, well, mostly just the Burger King Kids Club, uh, and they turn it into a pitch for a movie. And they are actual professional filmmakers and uh, script writers, so they know how to do this. It is an amazing thing and and a, a real hoot. You can find tickets at MaximumFun.org slash SummerBoysOfSummer. That's MaximumFun.org slash SummerBoysOfSummer. And do not wait, because that is on July 24th, immediately around the corner.
3: Lovely
2: want to hear about your cat shirt my cat shirt yeah yeah this uh
7: there's a, you you uh you were recently in portland oregon yes we sure were like familiar with the vegan mall
2: <laughs> um <laughs> you know i <laughs> i went to the vegan bdsm dungeon uh-huh. <laughs> and then to the vegan gas station and i did not have time to stop by the vegan mall
7: before i before i tell you that i just since you mentioned the, the vegan bdsm uh I thought earlier when you said erotic hypnotist, yes, I thought you said erotic physicist <laughs> and I was like, Oh physicists are erotic am I right? Yeah, yeah. I was like,
2: ladies and gentlemen, Neil deGrasse Tyson
7: He's <laughs> like, erotic physicist Oh no, wait, no, he's duh. a
2: bad guy now sorry about okay. that
3: yeah,
7: right. <laughs> uh, But yeah, there's a, uh, there's a whole um, uh, stretch of shops that, yes. uh, there's like a vegan bakery a vegan grocery, a vegan tattoo shop and there's a, a shop called Herbivore it's run by friends of mine from way way back, and uh, they made this show, which is just like it's about you know adopting. It says "adopt" on the on the kitty's uh, you know neck, and it's got a lyric, and a little heart. It's got a lyric from uh, what people of a certain age will uh, remember as a Talk Talk song, not a uh, yeah. not a No Doubt song. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. I uh, I
1: don't think that people should adopt kittens. Yeah, Ooh, hot take, in, the business,
2: hot take. in the business, we call that a heel turn. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to have to hit you with a folding chair later. <laughs> uh, yeah, Ted, I, I, uh, I have been a, a big fan of yours for, for some time. You. Uh, you came out here and made a Descendants joke, which I loved. Uh. Uh, yeah, you're a Cal, you're a California punk guy. Sure, that's right. I oh, I hate the system, oh boy, I sure hate the system. Uh, the, the suburbs, the, uh. no, the man, the dance, the big dance, that makes me mad. Uh, and yeah, and you came out here in a catcher, boy, you're you're in the running for my favorite guy. Hey, if you want to rank Sega Genesis games later, <laughs> I will.
7: I will drop in the ratings very quickly. (laughs) Yeah,
1: we'll wait until you hear what he has to say about Flashback. Yeah,
2: sure.
7: (laughs) If you want to go ColecoVision, we can talk.
2: Okay, Okay. all right, (laughs) all right, all right. Uh, No way,
1: dude, I'm in television all the way.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Atari 2600 or nothing. Uh, This bit isn't going well (laughs) naming pre NES (laughs) video game systems. If anyone wants to continue this, we're 35, not 41. (laughs) That's, that's what the audience is chanting. Yeah, that is what the audience right. is chanting. Uh, Ted, you, are, you were a New Yorker for some time.
7: Yeah, uh, I, grew, I grew up in Jersey just over there. My mom's family is actually from Brooklyn, and I, I grew up in the whole
2: area. Yeah. Nice. Uh, and now you are, you are not. You have, a, you have a little bit more of a, would you call it a rural lifestyle?
7: Yes, though up there, it depends on who you talk to. I live in a pretty small town in southern Rhode Island, where if you go ten minutes in one direction, there's this like grist mill where they but since the 1600s, like the same family makes their own grist.
1: I don't know what a grist wanna, is. Uh, yeah, I want to go ahead and ask yeah. what a gristmill yeah. actually is in real life. I think a that's...
2: non-metaphorical gristmill. I, I have heard the name Gristville, gristmill, but I think that is the name of my vegan BDSM dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the gristmill. Present your grist.
7: The safe word is Johnny Cakes. <laughs> um, but uh, you go there, and the... the, the the person doing the gristing will go, oh, came from the city, huh? You know, and then you go up to Providence and people go, oh, you came up from the country. You know, <laughs> so, it's,
2: so you're in a liminal space between exactly. city and country. That's right. That's right. Man, those fucking Providence slicksters. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Always running a con. But <laughs> <laughs> Looking do you have, down on us normal people.
2: Do you have access to fresh grist, though?
7: <laughs> I have grist for everybody in this room, believe me.
3: <laughs> Look under your seat! You're We're getting,
1: getting grist. some grist. You're, You're getting, getting grist. some grist. You're getting grist. What is
2: grist? <laughs> we still have We still don't know. Anyone want to no, no. <laughs> take a guess? Let's okay. This will be a fun game. <laughs> Who wants to raise their hand and guess what grist is? Corn. Cornmeal. Is that cornmeal? Ted, are they right? It's the process. The gristing is the process, is it not? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs>
7: I think it's like a grist wheel in a grist mill. I
1: know so little. You could be running a grist grift. <laughs> That's right. <laughs>
2: That's what they do in Providence, by the way. Uh, do you do you miss the New York stuff? Do you miss the hustle and bustle, or do you when, feel you're more accustomed to? When I'm
7: here, there I, I do. Uh, I miss. Um,
2: what, you know, I travel so
7: much in my life as as the things that I do for my life mm-hmm. that um, that I. I kind of love um, getting home and being able to hunker down and uh, and not see another human being for a while, but when I'm here, I miss being able to see other human beings. Now, I'll tell you, I was a big public transport guy for my entire life, and I love—I used to love the subways. Fuck the subways. <laughs> Oh I am so you know, glad that I don't. This have to is deal the with
1: hottest it. take that anyone yeah. will ever bring <laughs> yeah. to a
2: fucking podcast show in Brooklyn. Yeah. I, I like yeah. fuck the subway. That got, that got more of a pop that people shouldn't adopt cats. Yeah. Let's hear you. I would love to. I would love well, to hear this, Ted.
7: It's it's a disaster. It's falling apart. I used to be the, the person who people would you know when uh, people would say you know we can take a cab or you know before uh, Uber and everything we can call Arecibo. <laughs>
8: I have no idea what that is. It's, what
7: a great local reference, Jordan. Uh,
1: I can only presume it's a type of grist.
2: <laughs> that's the process, Jesse. Got it's it. not a thing. It's a process, anyway.
7: So but you would,
1: put Arecibo into the grist and you get cornmeal. Yeah.
7: And I would be the person who would say, "No, I'm just. I'll leave three hours early so that I can walk sure. most of the way and then take the N to the D to the, you know, like, etc." Um, I loved it, and. Every time I'm back, I feel like it gets worse and hotter and grosser. And uh, I'm, I'm not wrong, am I? No. Okay. Right. More, more odors.
3: More odors.
1: <laughs> when I was on the subway earlier today, I, I was lucky enough to have a seat, but it was a pretty full train, and a man came in. I, I didn't even notice him at first, but then he just fucking blasted a saxophone. Just like, <laughs> and a person in front of me literally went, and
2: Is this a, a YouTube prank show? Like, what the fuck? Um, but you are, you're podcasting now. You've joined yes. the rest of us and started right. your own podcast. One of us. One yes. of us. One of us. Everybody they
1: literally uh, will not let you get a new prescription at the eyewear
2: store unless you prove to them that you have a podcast. <laughs> Everybody, yell out the theme of your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Nope, don't actually do it. <laughs> that would be too chaotic. <laughs> I think I heard someone yell out, Drunk Battlestar Galactica recap. Whoa. <laughs> I want to be on, a guest on that show. <laughs> Two, three people just bought domain names right now <laughs> in order to start that show. Uh, yeah, how are, you, how, are you, how are you finding the podcast audience v. the rock and roll audience?
7: Well, uh, I don't know. Um, I mean, we haven't... It's a very... Well... This is a very lively audience for a podcast audience. Sure. And we haven't done really any live shows uh, yeah. other than the one at Max Fun Con. A couple weeks ago. <laughs> um,
1: were, were those people applauding because you said Max Fun Con or because you emphasized the last syllable so well, enthusiastically?
7: I emphasized it. And like it I could have, have a- been
1: like, Pinochet! Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: You have to, I have to and you it. gotta give it up for my boy Paul Pott.
3: <laughs>
2: I'm sorry I mentioned Neil DeGrasse Tyson earlier. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get back to safe ground, genocidal dictators. Yes. Uh So we were talking. I don't know if you heard this bit of the patter up mm. top, but we've had pretty good luck on this tour with like people sending things up that we know they know we would like. Uh-huh. Uh, it's mostly. Uh, fast food desserts with candy mixed into ice cream. Sure. So Uh, far. Is there anything in particular you would like fans to send up? Because nothing has come up so far, and frankly, I'm bummed. (laughs) If a Ted Leo got to to pick something Hmm. for someone to run and get and bring on stage, what what would it be? Would it be a fast food ice cream with candy mixed in? Definitely not.
7: Okay. It's not, uh, you know, that's... uh, it's not good for the singing voice, I think. Generally, cold, cold things in general, creamy things added to the cold, sure, and, and then lumps on top of that. Yeah, just, that's not. You know. So
2: no one send up cold lumps.
1: <laughs>
3: right.
1: Right. Every that's not true. Every night before she goes on, Adele just fucking gobbles a Twister. <laughs> <laughs> Boom, ready to go.
7: <laughs> no, I I uh, I'm good. I've got a Poland Spring, which, as we all know, does not actually come from the spring anymore in Maine. Oh no! I'm Very angry about that. Yeah. And
1: the spring was never in Poland. <laughs> Boy, New
2: York really is changing.
7: Yeah. No. Uh, Particularly yeah. the Maine and Poland parts. <laughs> I um I you know I have a rule uh, I I used to and very much appreciate like a drink handed to me, but I don't take uh, drinks from even nice strangers anymore. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a good policy.
2: So if anyone has a drink for Ted, just 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 slide it over here.
1: (laughs) Honestly, (laughs) if somebody brought up a blizzard right now, and and I was like, what kind of blizzard is this? And they're like, oh, it's ice cream and roofies. I would still eat it. I just (laughs) fucking love blizzards. I would just rely on
2: Ted and Jordan to protect me afterwards. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, man. You're SOL. Oh, shit. I was I was I was I was modest. I will I will I have a little bit of beef, Ted. A beef? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's have. Uh, it. You got some grist. <laughs> I have a little grist. Yeah. I uh, I put on I, when I'm putting on the drug rug backstage. Uh-huh. I feel like the need to apologize to my guests. Yeah. Because I want to let them know that I don't normally wear that. Right. And I'm like, hey, sorry. You know, this is for a bit. I don't normally wear these. And you're like, eh, I wouldn't have known. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: well. My, you know it's, it's not It's not
7: a, It's not something You don't see you That's know? true it's not, That's <laughs> true And I am a Chill SoCal punk yeah, dude Exactly Yeah yeah the, uh, real, and, the real question
1: Jordan is Why did we invite
7: A cool
2: guy On our show <laughs> <laughs> That was our Key mistake Right I'm hoping for a My Fair Lady situation. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's begin.
7: I think your challenge is to find a way to wear that in a non-ironic, you know, manner.
2: Whoa, shit! Okay, I'm not going to do that. No, but I think you you could pull it off. Maybe if Ted Leo was wearing one on his next tour, then
3: (laughs) okay. No, you know,
2: challenge accepted, Ted. Challenge accepted. I will. I will confidently walk around in the. Maybe that's. Maybe that was the problem, because people could tell that there was irony coming off me. Well, I think that you might be
7: projecting.
3: Mm, wow. Because
7: before I knew that it was part of the bit, I just thought, I didn't even think. I just, you know, it just looked, it just, it's, it, it did not look bad on you,
2: you know? Okay. Yeah. Jordan, wow. I feel
1: like if you were invited to a Jimmy Buffett concert, would you go and wear the drug rug?
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing yeah. wrong with it. No, that. I would. I'd have a great fucking time.
1: What if you were invited to a Sublime and the guy that sings for Sublime Now
3: concert?
1: <laughs> it is actually me, so I will, be, I will oh, okay. be at that concert. I have now replaced Rome. <laughs> you were discovered on Filipino YouTube uh, singing Note Perfect. That's what happened with
2: Journey, right? Yes, okay. Good. <laughs> we sussed that out. Yeah. Uh, we have uh, we have a second guest here today. Oh, don't we, we
1: do! You know him from uh, the Smash Hit podcast, Dr. Game Show on the Maximum Fun Network. Please welcome to the stage Manolo Moreno. Manolo's the kind of performer who no. just steps out and seizes the stage. <laughs>
5: Wait, did I not see this? stage? Just
1: came out with a sense of burdensome obligation.
5: Yeah, you know me. That's how I am.
2: This is a, a community service thing for you, right? Yeah,
5: kind of. I saw this microphone. I was like, uh, I, I have to be this much away from it. I don't know.
1: I feel like the main dynamic on Dr. Game Show, which is... Uh, this is a game show where the games are suggested by the audience and often are, are quite bad, bordering on nonsensical. Yeah. Um, they're al- almost more like, mm, like dares or challenges than games. It's, Pageantry? Yeah. <laughs> your, your co-host, Joe Firestone, gamely attempting to barrel through uh, while you just acknowledge that uh, you don't want to do this. <laughs>
5: Yeah, uh, yesterday, or I think it was two days ago, someone invited me to a game night, assuming that I liked games. <laughs> 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 uh, and I had to let them down, and then, uh, yeah, uh, I think we broke up. <laughs> Um, you don't like
2: it you don't like any board you don't like a Catan you don't like a no <laughs> dear
3: god
5: <laughs> Like I just I feel like I just learned the rules of like having a normal conversation like <laughs> to have a conversation but also like know that you're supposed to steal firewood cards <laughs> when you roll a... Di- I don't like th- that's that's more rules than I need I don't know. <laughs>
2: That might be the biggest heel turn of the night. (laughs) Anti-Katan stance. Uh,
5: Yeah. Uh, Do you like being summer boys?
2: (laughs) It's about time someone asked us a question.
5: Because I'm jealous. Today was a hot day today in New York. Right? And I remember that uh, I'm like really shiny. (laughs) And I'm not a summer boy, and I think I'm better with a Met finish. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm, yeah. Uh, you, you guys like summer, clearly.
2: <laughs> yeah, we do. We're, uh, we're big fans. Uh, we think we're, you know, giving off a fun vibe.
1: I, Jordan, That's I true. think, I'm going to be honest, I think yeah. you're
2: giving off a fun vibe,
1: and I'm doing my best. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but,
5: did you drag you into that? Indi- no, I think
1: uh, Jordan, was, uh, Jordan was attending a, <laughs> uh, an East Coast wedding uh, in the <laughs> like or mid-spring and on his way to the airport was wearing his Southern California clothes mm-hmm. uh, uh, and the person who was driving him to the airport was confused that he was wearing his Southern California clothes being on the East Coast in, in early spring and he said to Jordan, I guess you're, you're a real summer boy, aren't
5: Ooh.
1: you? <laughs>
2: And, and Jordan it's, just it's changed, radiates. It's changed it. my life. It's yeah. changed my life.
5: <laughs> awesome.
2: Uh, now you have. Uh, we 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 mentioned the games. Oh, yeah, part yeah, of yeah. Doctor Game Show. My favorite. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're clearly passionate about these. Uh, you have some for us to play on stage.
5: Oh yeah yeah yeah. Uh, let me pull one out. Um,
2: so I guess
1: this is going to be a three-way game, right? Jordan and Jordan and. Ted and me all going up against each other? Yeah, That's or, or a pageant.
5: <laughs> uh, I'll present to you this. Um, it's uh, submitted by uh, back in our old days at FMU, uh, Harry Gensimer. It's called...
2: Yeah, fuck yeah.
1: Harry, <laughs> what's his name?
2: Yeah, why did that... Wait, hold on. Why did that get a woo? Do you guys know who that is? Okay, a recurring yeah. person on a local shortwave radio station,
7: <laughs> high school radio station, <laughs> <laughs>
2: non-commercial freeform radio station. Jordan.
1: All right, <laughs> they have standard and longer waves. I'm learning a lot. Yeah. So, although I'll be to be fair, that show that only plays Edison cylinders is very popular among <laughs> the ships
2: at sea. <laughs> Uh, so the, the rules, what are the oh, rules okay. of said game? Wait,
5: should I say the rules first and then that the
2: please. name? Uh, you know, do, do what's it. What's more thrilling? You do you. I don't know.
5: Okay, what's less thrilling?
2: <laughs> you, you seem
1: thrilled about both, so <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm going to leave right, it to right. you.
5: Okay, so uh, uh, I'll start with the rules. Players sing an Elton John song while slowly transforming into a werewolf.
2: Ah, uh, yes. This old chestnut.
5: The name of the game is Werewolf Elton John.
2: <laughs> well, I went to see Rocket Man, so yes. I'm good. I'm good with this. How are, you, how are your guys' – are you guys up on your Elton Johns? Yeah,
7: yeah I'm not sure I'm, I'm up on my – uh, transformation. Oh, you know, that's okay. To werewolfness, but well, you will. Know, so, okay.
1: I'll give you an acting trick. Just think as if. So, if if like in the past you transformed into a werewolf, just think now it's like as right. if I was transforming into a werewolf as I did in the past. Got it. Right. Just access that memory.
2: A point of clarification, huh? Can I a point of clarification? Sure. This will but, affect my performance.
5: Uh, sure. But uh, it was one sentence long. <laughs> So I don't know how, what to do after that. <laughs> it's up. It's anyone's. Yeah. But yeah, please.
2: Uh, I was. Are we? Are we Elton John transforming into a werewolf? Are we someone like singing? Are we just like someone doing karaoke? That's a good him? question, are Jordan. Are we, that that is a good question. Uh, let me
5: refer to the rule. <laughs> uh, it's not in <laughs> the <laughs> <laughs> uh, Okay. Let, let me ask says, you this. Okay. Please. <laughs>
1: If we have a donkey on the team, can he kick field goals? Yeah.
5: (laughs) Uh, It's not in the rule book.
1: (laughs) I can can go first. Wait, I I need to ask a clarifying question. This one might be to the group. And the context on this is that I'm a professional culture critic. Could you guys tell me what some Elton John songs are? (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Sorry, man. I want to win this one. Oh, fuck. <laughs> You're fucked. <laughs> Fucking the candle in the wind song, right? Yeah. What uh, are the other famous Elton John songs? Still
5: Standing, Lion King things. Benny the Jets. Yeah, sure. I know that one. Benny the Jets. Yeah.
1: You know how I know that? Because Biz Markie sang it on a Handsome Boy Modeling School album.
5: <laughs> Wait, okay. are you... Do you, you famously famously not know songs or just Elton no, John songs? No, I just
1: genuinely couldn't think of any Elton John songs okay. besides the Candle in the Wind song, and I was oh, okay. worried that the first person who went, which seemed oh, to be right, Jordan, right. was going to sing the Candle in the Wind song, <laughs> and
2: then I wouldn't know any more Elton okay. John songs. No, I would never. I, I respect Princess Di too much.
3: <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs>
2: fine then. I call Candle in the Wind.
7: <laughs> should we stay, Should we claim our songs or just just go? Uh,
2: I was going to do Rocket Man. Okay. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if was anybody else going to do. I, I will if you wanted to do Rocket Man. I was Ted, not going to do Rocket Man. Okay. Now, Ted.
7: Yes, Jesse.
1: I can't help but I couldn't help but notice earlier that you're a professional singer.
7: <laughs> Again, I am not a professional werewolf transformer. i okay. to, Earth.
1: And Earth. I have done a little bit of that on Task
2: Rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> sort of a more of a gig than a job, but. <laughs> I can only do it on fiber. (laughs) Um, Okay, Uh, well, I'll go first if you guys don't. Does anybody anybody else want to go first? Easy, I'm easy. All right. As long as I get that candle in the wind, Jam.
7: We could play another game to determine who goes
5: first.
2: (laughs) Yeah, what else you got in there?
5: Oh. uh, No,
2: we're fine, we're fine, we're fine, we're fine, we're fine. You go first, you go first. Mm, Fuck. And I think it's gonna be a long, long time till touchdown brings me. Oh God. <laughs> not again. No. Why? Why? <laughs> I'm not the man they think I am at home.
3: Wow.
5: You teen wolfed it. Like you got better after transform.
2: As teen wolf got better at basketball, right? yeah. I got better at singing.
1: That's what werewolves call teen wolfing.
5: Because yeah. normally they just stop saying words when people play this game. I think. Who?
2: How? How do we win?
5: Uh, I could refer to the rules.
1: I think a donkey has to kick a field
2: goal.
5: Yeah, three points or whatever.
2: Uh, I did did it. Yeah, you sure did. Shit. Anybody else? Should I go? Yeah. Okay. Go ahead, Ted. When are
7: you gonna come down? Excuse me. That was weird. I don't know. I don't know what happened right there. I I think Ted's maybe hasn't turned into a werewolf before. Let me try that. Let me start that again. When are you gonna come down? <clears throat> I don't know. I'm, I don't know what's happening. I apologize. Do, do me. I'm just gonna. I'll just start one more time. Yeah. When are you gonna come down? <clears throat> I really don't know what's going on. I apologize. I'll just cut to the chorus. Okay, we'll just do that.
3: oh. <laughs>
7: I'm really sorry. I don't. I don't understand. Where the wolves of society howl.
1: So here's what happened with me. I got I got really confident when I thought, oh, I can do the candle in the wind song. And when I called it, I was like, great, that's the one. I I know that one backwards and forwards. I think I only know the candle in the wind part of the Candle in the Wind song. So I was mean, trying to remember the rest of it. You mean other the, th-
2: the four words <laughs> candle
1: in the wind? Well, I like the three or four words that precede it. Okay. Wow. So to sit on life, to live to a life like a candle. Oh. The change.
9: She's here.
3: So
1: I did it as Elton John. Right. And while that might not be in the rules, I think it's in the spirit of the rules, so I probably won, even though you guys did a better job. Yeah.
5: Yeah.
2: I did mine as Bernie (laughs) Toppin.
5: Those were all great different uh, approaches. (laughs) Teen Wolf, uh, the puberty approach, (laughs) and then full full animal. Full animal. You want full animal?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Who do you think is... Should we ask the audience who the winner is?
5: Yeah, I'm not good at judging.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So uh, who do you guys think won? (laughs) Let's hear it for Ted Leo. Ted Leo, everybody.
1: Let's hear it for me, Jesse Thorne. Let's hear it for Jordan Morris. The obvious winner. Manolo was scared to say it because I could kick his podcast off the network, but yeah. Jordan was the obvious winner yeah. there.
5: Save the best for first. First. <laughs>
7: Since the dawn of time, screenwriters have taken months to craft their stories. But now, three Hollywood professionals shall attempt the impossible. Break a story in one hour. That's right. Here on Story Break, I, Freddie Wong, Matt Arnold, and Will Campos, the creators behind award-winning shows like Video
8: Game High School, have one hour to turn a humble idea into an awesome movie. Now, an awesome movie starts with an awesome title. I chose The Billionaire's Marriage Valley. my <laughs> most Christmas Pregnant Paradise. <laughs> okay, next we need a protagonist.
4: So, I've heard Wario best
7: described as libertarian market.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
8: and of course, every great movie needs a stellar
7: pitch. In order to Get to heaven. Sometimes you got to raise a little hell. <laughs> <laughs> <That's
8: the tagline. laughs> Check out story break every week on maximum or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Uh, La <laughs> Uh, I, this is so, it's, we've been on tour, uh, and it's been just really fun to, uh, to get to know the audience, uh, and their, uh, many shirts. (laughs) Uh, I think in, in Minneapolis, that was a very fun show, there was a woman in the front row, and we started talking about, um, after school reading programs
1: Which this is the kind of nasty shit We're going to get into yeah. on this program
2: I hope there's no kids in the house Because we're going to So we were talking about after school reading programs And a woman in the front row dabbed So And it It, it, it ground everything To a halt and Because I, there's questions you have to ask. Yes, you cannot just let that float by. Yeah. And the woman dabbed, and, and I, I'm like, ma'am, why did you dab when we mentioned after-school reading programs? Do you, do you run one? And she was like, no, but my mom does. <laughs> so, if we bring up anything that is dear to your heart, feel free to dab. Yeah, I'm going to dab anytime someone brings
1: up being a cocaine smuggler in the mid 70s. <laughs> <laughs> Some,
2: something did. your mom did. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to dab anytime someone mentions Gail, my mom's first name. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and yeah, and definitely like uh, Minnesota was also very fun. By the way, this is a contest. Yeah. As to who the best we kinda, city is. Yeah,
1: we see our entire tour as a series of challenges to America's greatest cities. Who can come through for us the hardest?
2: And basically you guys are doing pretty well so far. I would say that the shirts have been too confusing. Yeah. <laughs> no. And I'm gonna guess that some of you
1: accidentally bought tickets to this show, thinking you were buying tickets for tomorrow night's show, which is a taping of the public radio program Doctor Zorba Pastor on Your Health. (laughs)
2: Possibly calling all pets fans are here on accident, but Uh, but Minnesota was very fun because our venue. You know how you know like you know when when you're doing a you know when you're on stage and like sometimes like you know like fans they'll send up like a beer or a shot or something. Um, Our venue in Minneapolis was next to a Dairy Queen, so someone sent up blizzards. Fuck yes. Fuck yes. And so we've been using that as kind of a benchmark for other cities. Like, what do you got?
1: We understand that, unlike Minneapolis, not all cities have, like, planning and zoning rules that require Dairy Queens to be attached to all performance venues. But... You still could do something like that. And I, I, I ate that fucking blizzard. I ate the shit out of it yeah, right it on stage when I was great. supposed to be entertaining people.
2: <laughs> um, and, and so we, ta- we, we mentioned that in Portland, uh, where our guest was... Uh, Portland, Oregon, Portland, sir. Portland, <laughs> Our guest was an erotic hypnotist, someone who practiced erotic hypnotism, and she t- was talking about the process and how she has, she has, you know, she's a dom and she has subs who she hypnotizes. And so we were talking about the, 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 uh, the blizzards, and someone sent up McFlurries. Yeah. So we got McFlurries on stage, and then we found out later that it was one of her submissives. Someone was hypnotized into bringing us McFlurries. But it's like the
1: the main issue there for me personally Yes Was like if you're gonna hypnotize someone Into bringing an ice cream mixed with broken pieces of candy treat McFlurries are obviously the worst one It's a bummer
2: So Minneapolis still beating Portland I personally liked it because I like eating a dessert Knowing it helped someone to jack off (laughs) (laughs) So if you want to send us anything that will help you jack off I'm open to it.
1: Yeah, I don't see anything wrong with that.
2: Uh, I was worried that because we're not here for that long that I was not going to have a quintessentially Boston experience. Mm. And while that was happening, I really did. I, and for the folks at home, can we describe the performance space? There's the audience, and then there's a big window that kind of looks out onto the street. Um, and a guy in a Celtics jersey shot a double middle finger up. <laughs> I almost turned into a thousand butterflies it took everything in my power not to turn into a thousand butterflies and fly away because it was so fucking perfect and Uh, later that guy is going to step on my neck because I said I don't like Dunkin Donuts I uh, also had a quintessential Boston experience, actually,
1: just uh, right before in my, in my dressing room, right before the show. You have a dressing room? Yeah. Okay. I'm Terry Gross.
3: <laughs> oh, I forgot.
1: Um, but I did have a, the quintessential Boston experience. I, I sucked off the gronk.
3: <laughs>
2: Is that what that noise was? Yeah. He liked it, yeah. Is that why you yelled gronk in my beard? Yeah.
1: <laughs> Well, I yelled that to get pumped for shows, but in this case, he was there to do it. Yeah, cool.
2: Uh, hey, yeah, we've got a guest.
1: We have a guest, one of Boston's favorite sons. You know him from his web series for the local NBC affiliate that we were just talking about backstage. And of course, as a brilliant stand-up comic, please welcome to the stage Lamont Price.
2: Lamont, are you going live on Instagram right now? No, I just
10: wanted to take a, a video of the introduction so that people know that I'm working. <laughs> yeah. Wait, cool. When you say people, do you mean like your mom and dad?
2: <laughs> like, Dad, be proud of me. I mean, if they cared. But other people... Uh, Lamont, we there's a spoiler alert. There's going to be a Uh-oh. game later in the show. Okay. True. And uh, we were kind of talking about the game, and apparently you're a big game show fan. You
3: watch I a watch
10: because I, I, I don't uh, have a real job, so <laughs> I sit home a lot in the afternoon, and I watch the game show network. It's beautiful. What what are your
1: what are your top? Are you watching game show? Or are you watching rerun games? Or are you watching both syndicated?
10: Like both. Here? I watch I watch religiously. Family Feud. Every day, 3 o'clock, 3.30, and I play fast. I don't really care about the first 20 minutes. I don't care about that. That's peasant shit.
3: <laughs>
10: I show up Lamont, for fast you, money. When it comes to Family Feud, what's the king shit? <laughs> fast money. That's the only time. Uh, a game show is only as good as its bonus round. Hmm? And fast money, because I watch it, and I, I will answer also. And then I'll, I will judge, like, I'll say, oh, I only care about number one answers, right? Because <laughs> I don't know what number two, so I'll say. Because the others are peasant shit. Yeah, peasant shit. <laughs> I'll say, like, so I'll, I'll go, oh, man, I got three out of five right. number one answers. And then the second episode, I'll be oh, I got two out of five, five for ten on the day, and I'll be happy. That's a weird thing to be happy about, but like... No, I mean... I judge... And I judge families. I judge families on there. And I don't know what I would be like if I was on I, I get that if the cameras are on me and I had to answer that quickly, I could freeze. But when I'm home, I, I, ju- I hate everybody. <laughs> I go, you, this whole family sucks.
2: <laughs> I, I agree with you that the Fast Money is, is, you know, the most fun part of the show. But it yeah. doesn't allow Steve Harvey to... React when someone says something that sounds like anal sex.
10: That's true. No, that's true. And I and I think he's the. I used to watch the entire show, you know. But I just I don't. I've seen it. I mean, I think he's the greatest uh, host of that show. And I know like some people get offended because the, what was the other guy? Well, to, Louis Anderson used. Well, Louis, to. right? I but I mean, the, the right original, comment. the original guy who used to t- used to touch everybody.
2: I was gonna say um, Tim Allen's friend from... from uh, Richard Karn. Richard Karn. Put Any some respect on Richard Karn's, the- Karn's name. Richard Karn. Tonight <laughs> we stand a
1: legend. Richard Karn. You saying put some respect on Richard Karn's Richard name Karn's made me name. imagine a new sitcom where Richard Karn is best friends with Birdman. <laughs> 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 it's
10: and baby hanging out. Wednesdays this fall on ABC.
1: Yeah. Richard Karn just goes, when the light hit the ice, it twinkle and glistened. <laughs>
2: Um, signature baritone. So yeah, I watched that. I watched Wheel of Fortune. That's good. Uh, another uh, another interest of yours that I found interesting. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about, you know, again. You yeah, didn't know each other in the 15 minutes between... Peeling back the curtain. Peeling back we're the curtain. We're best friends. Yeah. Um, we we're talking about game shows, but also uh, you said you've spent a lot of time thinking about changing into a werewolf. <laughs> and And uh. I... I
10: this was a, this was private. That was a private conversation. I didn't know you were going to bring up my impending w- werewolf murder spree in front of all these people. Oh,
2: wow. Okay. It's, it's tonight uh, a full moon. No, Does anyone why.
10: know?
1: Yeah, you could have just said you're impending werewolf... Basketball success.
10: Oh yeah, well you got to be. I'm not a teenager anymore. I had that's true. That's true. Do you plan on teen wolfing anytime? Uh, I can. I'd have to go back in time.
2: How? And, and then I'd
10: have to Back to the Future. The teen wolf well, is a whole Michael J. Fox.
2: Yeah, thing. I know. And then before you know it, you're pretty and pinky. Yeah. And then that's I'm a, a Republican whole. on a sitcom. <laughs> that's a whole thing. Wearing a suit to high school for some reason. Um, <laughs> so when I when you said I've spent a lot of time thinking about changing into a werewolf. I started to ask you more about it and then Jesse yelled, "No, save it for the podcast."
1: Because here's the thing. Yes. Werewolves came up organically in our conversation. You know, I mean, you know, you're out with a friend, you're having a drink, you're talking werewolves. And and Lamont didn't just say like I wonder what it would be like to transform into a werewolf which is a standard that's like within the standard range of responses yeah What Lamont Lamont let's do we can do a dramatic reenactment alright hey so, I'm saying something regular about werewolves just making casual conversation
10: no listen I am obsessed with turning into a werewolf, you said, you said no. since you were 12 years old, and I was been getting a... to this. I was getting to that since I was 12. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know you were doing a whole. I was gonna thing. do. We were acting. This was dramatic. This was a dramatic. Re... I was trying to give you all of my. Brian, have you still got the music? Can we bring it in? Under... <laughs> since I was 12, I dreamed of being a werewolf. The obsession
2: still lingers within me. Too late. It's okay. Oh, it's all right. right. Do you know what? So, what would be your plan? once 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 wolfed
1: wait it's hold not, on wait hold hold that cuz i have a sub question okay all right do you remember the day you became obsessed like why, how can you tell that it was definitely since you were 12
10: i just I, it, has, it has to be one of those 11 12 13 years i just say 12 cuz that was a fun
2: seventh grade was just cool.
10: in seventh grade a werewolf i enjoyed seventh day. grade somehow that's not a popular thing to say not, not a lot of people yeah but that I, is like
2: that is like easily one of the worst I, years in
10: school I, I don't know what you know what it was I was a weird kid where I didn't care what other kids I don't know why I, I didn't think I was better than it but the big thing when I was a kid was if somebody like made fun of your mom or something like that Right. that would be you know them fighting words right so this kid came to me one day and he goes yo L that's what they called me yo L so and so said something about your mom and I, I went, okay. <laughs> and he went, so that's it? You're not going to fight him? I'm like, no. And then I said, this is what I said, and I don't know where it came from. I go, look, he doesn't know my mother. <laughs> so whatever he says about her is irrelevant. And and if he does know my mom, well, then she's got some explaining to do. <laughs> And I said that to, and I was, and then I don't know why I said it, and then I was, I, I was a kid and yeah, and then now, who knew what jazz was, and <laughs> so I was weird.
1: You were like, you were just hanging out. You're just like, dude, I got important shit to worry yeah, about, like, like how the my, fuck my, I'm gonna turn into a werewolf. Yeah. Oh, Excuse I have, me, that I was
10: my thing. <laughs> yeah, it just looks like. So you asked me like, what, what would I do? Like, yeah, Do you I, have a werewolf plan. It's up to the werewolf at that point. <laughs> oh shit. So this is like letting go. This you want to be ba- this is basically I want to wake up like what happened? And then <laughs> I want to hear about my destruction, you know, like, "Oh, I didn't know. I'm sorry." <laughs>
1: It's like a werdom situation.
2: (laughs) It would be a werewolf to tell you what to do. Yeah, yeah. it would be a bummer if you you know you wake up after you know day after the full moon. Oh God, what happened? Oh my God, what do I do? What did I do? What did I do? do?" And you found out you just like ate a bunch of cheese fries. (laughs) You know what
10: would be great is if like I turned to the werewolf and I didn't know what was gonna happen, and then at the end I wake up, but the werewolf recorded everything, like in the hangover, (laughs) (laughs) like in a hug. Bit somebody's head. Of, oh, and then I yeah. Man, sunrise. this werewolf's really blowing up on TikTok. <laughs> 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 but I love I love werewolves. I don't know. I love monster movies in general, but I love werewolves. What specifically about a werewolf? Is it the destruction? Is it that it it looked cool in American Werewolf in London when he transformed? And I was like, that looks, I was like, well, you know, kid logic. Like, I would like my mouth to come out like that. I and think we'd all my like that. I want, I want like bigger that. feet, you know, like I would say stuff.
2: So it's just a desire for an elongated mouth and feet? I
10: like, I want the, the drama of the, the moon and then me looking up at the moon. If anybody, like my Instagram, at least once a week, I'll be out randomly and there'll be a full moon and I'll just take a picture of myself looking at the moon like... And then I'll put, is tonight the night? (laughs) And and I do it all the time on my Instagram uh, story, lpizzle12, by the way, if you guys want to follow. I do that at least once a week on my Instagram.
2: And then hashtag
10: fuck gypsies. Fuck gypsies, yeah. I like that this has this wistful quality. Yeah. But what if I just what if I am cool? Like what if I, you know, like Teen Wolf was chilling. Yeah, that's right? true. That's probably his top quality, chilling. They let him they let him just kind of go to that school with no like there was no nobody transferred. <laughs> <laughs> just like, you know, my dad is a teen there's a werewolf in my science class. Right, well you know. bussing. <laughs> So well, there, was a, there was, in that movie, there was a part where Teen Wolf comes into school and he's breakdancing and he's like, well, he's not breakdancing, he's just the coolest kid and he's got the, the Letterman jacket and everyone loves him. And then there's like one black kid in the school and then the Teen Wolf sees the black kid and then he starts breakdancing with the black kid. And to me that was like, Teen Wolf saw somebody that was less accepted than the werewolf. Like, like the werewolf, I gotta make this black kid feel comfortable in the school. The werewolf. Thing. So probably that's another reason why I love werewolves, because they're very uh, yeah. inclusive. Thank you, werewolves.
2: <laughs> the wokest of the monsters. Of- <laughs> but something to be said for the creature from the Black Lagoon, I'm sure.
10: Yeah, yeah, yeah that was a good one. Yeah. Uh, so, but could he breakdance? That's true. Could he? He could pop lock, but probably tap dance. Kind of, he couldn't do the floor stuff. Was the 40s, right? <laughs> was the that, it was the forties, right? Is that the fifties? He's probably tap dancing to doing the. Yell out the
2: date of the Creature from the Black Lagoon's release. Nineteen fifty-four. Nineteen fifty-four. There it is. Someone it's said good with to confidence. To know your audience, yes. <laughs>
10: Monster <My laughs> movie fans are in the house.
1: Yeah. Math jokes about main rappers and knowing the
2: exact year the Creature from yeah. the Black Lagoon came out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> What was Final Fantasy three called in Japan? What? <laughs> Yo, you fucking dab. The answer is Final Fantasy six.
10: Final. Fantasy I don't know VI. if that's impressive or sad. I don't know what.
2: You know, it's just something. Yeah, Yeah. doesn't have to be one or the other. I mean, to be fair,
10: that was a beautiful explanation. We just
1: talked twenty minutes about you desperately wanting to turn into a werewolf.
2: So yeah, but that is a legitimate dream. We're all just doing our thing, right? (laughs) Uh, We have another guest to bring out, but before we uh, we get to said guest, I wanted to ask you. So we just, uh, I you know, we don't make it out to Boston that much. Again, it's kind of a you know, it's kind of a short trip. If I've already been flipped off by a guy in a Celtics jersey. Okay. What else do you do with a couple of hours in Boston? Uh, well, me specifically? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, how, whatever, however you want to take that I question. go home. <laughs> so we should go to Lamont's house. You want to go to... Yeah. I go home, man. Watch a little I match got game.
1: A, you know, I got that cable. was not in Foders, but it was in Lonely Planet. Go to Lamont's house. Know,
10: yeah. like, honestly, like, I mean, there's stuff to do, but, you know... There are game shows on. There's game shows in the daytime. I don't have to leave. my. There's too much trouble outside. Inside is where my snacks are.
2: Oh, okay. What kind of snacks do you have at your house?
10: Oh, man. So the other day, I I started... uh, So Pringles, I I grew up on. I love Pringles, right? But I got to lay stacks. Oh, yeah, sure. And and let me say, competition. Wow. Competition. So I have to have sort of a salty treat. And, uh, which sounds funny. And, uh, I had one earlier from my friend the Gronk. (laughs) Uh, Please
1: put me on WBUR.
2: (laughs) All the Gronk cum jokes you could handle. Mm.
1: No, it's just like a thoughtful interview with Lynn Shelton or something.
10: Bottle that Gronk. Yeah. So you, you stack, lay stacks, stack lays? Yeah, good stuff. And then some, then, and then some uh, got turned on to this, what are they called? The chocolate-covered pretzels, the, uh...
2: Flips? Flips. Flip. I like I, a yogurt flip, but they all have flips have no are reason. Can, can someone submissive run out and get us flips? <laughs> we need them now. We need the
10: flips. We need upwards of eight bags. Yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs>
1: um, you have to, when you're buying it, you have to say it's for your daddy?
2: So okay, cool. So after the show, uh, we're all going to your place for flips. Hey man, let's do it.
7: Oh, cool. Uh, Eating everything.
2: <laughs> uh,
1: we have another guest. Yeah, we do. You know him as the handsomest man in podcasting. He was kind enough to come all the way from his home in Brooklyn, New York City. He's one of the hosts of the Flop House. Please welcome to the stage, Stuart Wellington. <laughs> Is fitting the summer boy theme this evening with
2: looks like an Aloha shirt. Hey guys,
8: it's me, Stuart from the Flophouse Podcast. (laughs) Nice to see
2: you. All good intros start with "It's me."
8: Uh, I learned all performance from watching Saturday Night Live impressions.
2: <laughs> it's me, Lindsay Lohan.
8: Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. That was, you were practicing that Lindsay Lohan impression on the write-up.
2: It was yeah. really great. I have an SNL audition coming up. I just want to get out of this fucking business so bad. Um, Even calling it a business seems strong. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to do this. I love doing this. I love everybody involved. I yeah. love all of you guys, but for for the purpose of this bit, yes, I was trying to do a Lindsay Lohan. Just the premise that. of the bit. Can I just try it out on you guys?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <clears> okay.
2: <throat> it's me, Lindsay Lohan. Thank you.
8: you know, Jordan, in the, in the ride up, when you were like, you gotta fucking set me up for this bit, I was like, I don't know if it's gonna work, but it killed. It me. killed! <laughs> He knows because Lorne does not laugh
1: much. When he did it in the audition, Lorne laughed. Or so I'm he knows out. it's yeah. solid gold. It's me,
2: Dan Quayle. <laughs> oh my God. Wait a minute. Harry Shearer, is that you? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm Dan Quayle. <laughs> this is going so good. Yeah,
8: yeah. <laughs> Stu, what's
1: going on on your Aloha shirt right now?
8: Uh, I mean, it's, uh, it, there's flowers and there's leaves, and I think that's about it. <laughs> well, wait, what's that?
1: I'm not, I'm not sure, so I see Who's the
8: that flowers. that peeking out from amongst those leaves? Who normally lives in the jungles of Hawaii? Critters from the movie Critters 1 through 5, 6?
2: I, I think the audience could help us with this. <laughs> 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 Yell out how many Critters movies there are. Four.
8: Let it be known. Does that include the new series on Shudder? No.
2: Thank you. Let it be known. I think this is an interesting factoid, worth mentioning, that the guy who knew how many Critters movies there were is sitting right next to the guy who knew when the creature from the Black Lagoon was released. Are you guys friends? Brothers. <laughs>
8: So you guys grew up. Kiss, 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 Uh, kiss. I can see, I can see Jesse over there mentally calculating how to pitch them on doing a podcast. (laughs) Have
2: you guys thought about playing D and D together? (laughs) Maybe giving advice. Who knows. Where'd you get a beer? You're having fucking beer on the stage. Uh, yeah. I just drank a warm Shasta. Well, is, there like a, is there like a
1: bartender's guild where all you have to do is like press a button on your electric <laughs> wristwatch and a beer appears?
8: Yeah, so little known fact about me, guys I also am a bartender in addition to a podcaster. And I walked up to the bar. There was no one else waiting in line because they're here watching you guys tell jokes, and then I bought one.
2: <laughs> Great story. <laughs> Is there a, there's a bar here and nobody's drinking? Really? Oh, you're all... Okay. Nope. Most of you are drunk. I'm sorry. I did not know. Maybe that's why this has been going so well. Certainly isn't, hasn't been a good show. Um, yeah, so you guys have been touring with the Flophouse a lot, right? You're going to be in this very space in September. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, an organic way to pitch
8: that. It sure um. is. So, yeah, on September 28th, uh, we're doing two shows. The first one uh, sold out, and we're doing a second one. Both of them are going to be different movies, so if for some reason you're already going to one and want an excuse to see us do this thing again, we'll be doing it. Uh, I'll probably make sure Dan has to do a second PowerPoint for the second show, too, which he will be very mad, I promised. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, September 28th uh, here in this exact room. What uh, you on your movie? You watch terrible films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this—you didn't is, explain all that before I came out. You didn't explain my whole podcast. Uh, flops, if okay, you will. Yeah, uh, we
2: just thought people would applaud for your shorts.
1: Uh, okay. <laughs> This is a very auspicious day uh, for you, and it's also a very auspicious day for me in entertainment news. Uh huh. Uh, In your case, uh, they just announced the casting of the reboot of one of your favorite films of all time. Yeah, Castle Freak. Castle Freak. (laughs) And similarly, in my case, they just announced that uh, Channel 4 and the PBS are going
2: to be rebooting All Creatures Great and Small. Uh huh. (laughs) Now, and they will be part of one cohesive universe. <laughs> and they will meet up in a kind of Avengers. Wouldn't,
8: yeah, wouldn't it be weird if you accidentally sent, like, the scripts to the wrong cast and they accidentally did the wrong
2: <laughs> movie? I wonder what that would be like. Oh, it's we don't have that a, sketch? <laughs> it's just a drawing
1: I made of someone ripping James Harriet's dick off. <laughs>
2: That Wait. never happens in Castle Freak. Everyone knows that. <laughs> I think we know who did it.
8: <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Uh, so, I was going to come out here and talk about uh, Teen Wolf with you guys, right? That's what this podcast is. Now, do you think the fantasy of Teen Wolf is that he's a teenager and that you could be an old person who's a teen all over again? What do you think? He doesn't... Well, it makes my obsession legit.
10: <laughs> I guess, no, I don't... <laughs>
1: I'm really caught up on this actual question now. (laughs) I kind of wanted to throw it to the experts,
2: but... Yeah, I guess so. Um... So yeah, but you, uh, you guys have been traveling all over. We have been, yeah. We just got back from a Portland, Oregon show. Oh, nobody cares. (laughs) (laughs) Show. You've been doing a little. uh, You've been doing a little. You tell me you're doing a little Nintendo Switch on the plane. Yeah,
8: the uh, I just got a Nintendo Switch. Uh, I love nothing like some uh, you know the power of Nintendo in your hands and. Uh, now I'm playing with power. What, what was the Game Boy? Uh, it doesn't matter. Um, and so, yeah, we were... I was... I was... Brian is bringing up beers. Yeah.
1: Okay. Thank you. One of our subs sent those up.
2: What? Oh! Oh! Wow! Okay, okay. For the folks at home, here's what's going on. Uh, some beers got sent up uh-huh. and some flips. Uh, sir, you may jack off. You may jack off.
1: Yeah, with this whole jack off thing, I'm a little worried about having gotten the white
2: fudge ones, but. Um. Wait a minute. These are covered in gum. <laughs> Gronk. <laughs>
10: If anybody's listening, I'd like a pizza. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I not, not, a, for... not a white pie, though, right? Not Just a white pie. Because oh. yeah. yeah. that might be covered in cum. <laughs> Should I explain all the cum jokes?
8: Yes, thank you. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I was uh, I was just recently flying back from Portland playing uh, Dark Souls on my Switch. A, uh, oh, thank you. Uh, I didn't design it; I just bought it and played it. <laughs> and I'm, sit-
2: I'm sitting there next to anybody my- here from at Orlando.
3: <laughs>
2: Location in Dark Souls. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this guy gets it.
8: Yeah, I mean, I'd like to have words with their guard system. <laughs> Uh, not a good tourist location, Orlando. Uh,
2: so <laughs> This is going well. <laughs> Let's keep doing this. So I've,
8: <laughs> uh, so I've been playing this game for like 60 hours. I'm, I finally get to the last boss. I'm selling into my JetBlue mosaic seat. <laughs> yeah. You're mosaic, baby? Oh, yeah. That's top class. Loving them perks. And I'm sitting there. I get to the last boss, I uh, I push through the fog wall. The boss music starts to play. I see Gwyn, the Lord of Cinder, start approaching me with his giant flaming sword. That's when my wife starts tapping me on the arm to offer me a blue star donut from uh, from Portland. And uh, my reaction, like a normal human, is to go, What the
2: fuck are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) And then you yelled, I want a
8: divorce. (laughs) Yeah, it was crazy. It was just, uh, you know, my instincts kicked in. And I looked down. Of course, the "you died" is spread across the screen because uh, this is a game that you can travel with that has no pause function, <laughs> which is very good when you're just on the like subway trying to grind out some souls. Sure, I know what that's like. <laughs> uh, I uh, obviously afterwards, I put down the game. I turned to my wife and I said, "Look." Maybe I overreact.
3: <laughs>
8: Can I have that donut, please? <laughs> and he's
9: single.
1: You know him as one of the hosts of Maximum Funds podcast, The Art of Process. You know him as a rock and roll super celebrity. Please welcome to the stage, performing for you actual art in the form of music, Mr. Ted Leo!
9: In me intentionally but don't you think it's weird Don't you see how we could hurt To drop it like it's hot, Or leave it lying in the dirt And from the field to the chafing dish I can't wait to taste dessert And all the kiddies at your table Sipping vinegar fruit flutes You are them it's champagne And then you charge them to believe you For the sake of what they're paying Oh, I wish that it was true Cause I remember heady days When they were my friends too And if the stars are in line Then the stars will all arrive For you celebrated celebrating all these animal cuts Of the cruelest kind And you'll local provincial view of the big man And I'll be the lamb At the little smug supper club young you just gave your lips of this two and all the slumming it was nothing more than fun to you a lot of damage I've done but I've been damaged too and though the damage isn't done none of it's done to you
3: at Thursday
9: morning brunch I just sat back amused but wounded too How embarrassed as I crunched upon Carried for an bridge. I never got your pretext for this whole rigmarole Rolling it's insulting to the subject when you write it out in bold like when I caught you at my brother's wedding or pissing in the punch bowl and all the kiddies at your table wipe your curries on their shirts and the stains will be reminders of how good it used to hurt like a van Kisses or a Thanksgiving Cursed like opening up a Bottle and always giving you the First And if the stars are alive Then the stars will all arrive For you're celebrating all these animal cuts of the cruelest kind Of local origin Proving it you've ever been made And I'll be the last
3: slaughter
9: If the little smug stars Are alive then the stars will All arrive while you're serving up cuts Of the crudest kind of local origin Proving to view women the women out With the lambs At the Little Smug Supper Club 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 The Little Smug Supper I'm Resolution pending on the United Nations floor How oh, in reference to the question, what's a peacekeeping force for Who believed it would be solved in a day? No one had walked out of that building on the 8th of May And they turned through the way. I got a message from my sister She just had a kid I took it to Copenhagen To see how she did My head could on the Canadian He called me a skid Though the charts were roaming International's right here Someone is listening on my phone When I show up on the grid Me, I'm just a loner and a world full of kids Eagles and A Hey, before when we were getting Crying about abusing the pork. I told a bartender we were all from New York. Sometimes we path the least resistance. What we'll you the most? More than trying to map the distance. Up and down the East Coast, we know you they making music. Raise your glass and send roast. Make it easy on your host. And far away, you'll chuck your little mockeries of justice, still dog my steps till I see that next smiling face. A little goodwill goes a mighty long way, a little goodwill goes a mighty long way. I finally made it up to Sweden to see it hooked oh, up. Some folks remembered on his medium, and bought me no grudge from the bartender complimentary mugs. So oh, if only I could stay a while. For the years I'm made of
7: Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Jordan. <laughs>
1: That's Jordan, Jesse, go from the Summer Boys of Summer Tour. Bill Oakley is on Instagram at that Bill Oakley. You can find his fast food reviews there. Siren Raina is at Siren Raina, S-Y-R-E-N-R-A-Y-N-A dot com. Uh, you can hire her to hypnotize you into giving her... Your bank account information? I think that's how that works. Anyway, she's a really nice lady. Uh, Manola Moreno is on the MaxFun podcast Dr. Game Show alongside the hilarious Joe Firestone the two of them uh, play weird listener submitted games like the one that we played on this week's show including the one that we played on this week's show uh, every week on Dr. Game Show and it is also a family friendly podcast it is a real hoot I like to listen to it in the car when my kids are there and they are as baffled and delighted as I am uh, Ted Leo, of course, is the host of the Max Fun podcast, The Art of Process, alongside Amy Mann. They talk to people about where art comes from, and they have had so many amazing and hilarious guests on that show. Just go open it up and find somebody who's, whose name you like. Uh, Ian Mackay was a recent one that is really great. I mean, if you've ever wondered how Ian Mackay writes a song rather than just like what's it like to be the guy from Fugazi or whatever other people like me ask him. Uh, it's really something special. Stuart Wellington, of course, is one of the hosts of The Flop House alongside fellow past Jordan Jesse Go guests Dan McCoy and Elliot Kalen. It is one of the funniest podcasts that exist. They are also headed to Boston September 19th. They will be playing the same beautiful venue that we were playing, if I'm not mistaken. And they will be playing Los Angeles on October 12th. Heck, Los Angeles, that's where I live. I'll, I'll go to that. Lamont Price uh, is a brilliant comic from Boston, Massachusetts. For shows and booking in- inquiries, go to lamontpricelive.com and follow him on Twitter at El Pizzle. Uh, if you're in the Northeast, you're looking for a great stand-up comic. Uh, Lamont is a really hilarious dude. Okay. Our producer is Brian Sonny D. Fernandez on behalf of my friend and colleague, Mr. Jordan Morris. I've been Jesse Thorne. We'll talk to you next time on Jordan, Jesse, Go!
8: MaximumFun.org.
9: Comedy and culture. Artist owned.
8: Audience supported.